Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Oh, good morning, good morning, praise him, hallelujah. I'm so grateful this morning to be back here again amongst the saints and friends. And we just want you to know that we love you. We appreciate you coming out this morning. Uh, we know that the Father is still on the throne. I need you to just bow with me a little bit. I need you. need to straighten out this this uh, computer here. We have to make things get right. Amen. We're going to go with our opening scripture this morning. Let me uh, yesterday we uh, was closing out uh, in a strong message from the Lord in the book of First uh, Peter, the fourth chapter. Uh, very, very strong word on yesterday, and I'm glad to be back again this morning. It's nothing but his grace. It's all about him. Hallelujah. He's still on the throne. When I went to sleep last night, uh, he was there, and I got up this morning, still there. You know, I don't need to search looking for him because I have no doubt this morning that 
he's on the throne. He's on the throne, hallelujah. And uh, we know that he's able. He, 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 he takes he take pride in blessing his children. So if you're standing in need of prayer or whatever you need, uh, he wants to do it this morning for you. Uh, he wants us to have faith today. You know, we can't be, we can't say that we have faith and not willing to go through any trials. You know, what you do this morning is you take trials and you turn them into into a way of building building your strength, uh, building yourself up in him because he promised us that no weapon, he said that the weapon may be formed, he said that it will not prosper. I want you to know this morning that if the Lord said it, we can depend and rely on what he said. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning that we're able again to come before your throne of grace. Uh, we're grateful this morning for another last night laying an early morning rise. We're grateful to be here doing your will. And we ask you to go before us this morning if you would speak and you would uh, move by your spirit. If you move by your spirit, Father Lord, we'll do that that you've given us to do. We thank you. We praise you. We praise you for all the peoples of God that uh, were standing in the gap, uh, were standing in the gap this morning. And uh, we ask you that you would do as you've done every day. You blessed us and you, you led us and you guided us with your hand. And we just want to say thank you this morning. There's none other like you, Father. There's no one can do what you do. No one but you. So we just thank you and praise you. And we give you all the glory. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. You're worthy this morning. Hallelujah. We appreciate you this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you for all things. You said in your word that we should uh, be grateful. And we're grateful this morning for being here, here in your perfect will. We ask you, Lord, if you forgive us of all of our sins, sins of omission, sins of commission, we ask you to move now and forgive us, forgive others, forgive us all around the globe, those that have, have sinned against you, Father. Whether the sins were committed or omitted, we just want you, Father Lord, to touch. Touch right now, Father. Touch right now, for there is no touch like your touch, Father. We know that you're on time and you're able, God. You're able, Father. Hallelujah. You're able, Father. You are able. Hallelujah. You're able on time, God. And we thank you, hallelujah. We thank you. We give you the glory. 
give you the glory. We honor you this morning. Hallelujah. You're worthy. Hallelujah. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And the most high, we give you the praise and glory right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I saw this morning that it was uh, Cynthia's birthday. Cynthia. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Okay, let us get right on into uh, doing what we should be doing right now and what we should be doing. We should be praising it. So let's go into our opening scripture. Let's go into our Going to our opening scripture this morning. Opening scripture is found in Isaiah 61, and it reads the following The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the all of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. Good morning again. Amen. We have a word from the Lord. And our word is in First Peter. Yesterday, we ended uh, the word. We ended the word uh, out of the book of First Peter, First Peter four, and we were talking about suffering. Suffering is something that not many. No one really wants to deal with, don't want to talk about, because no one wants to suffer. The Bible tells us again and again and again that suffering is the way. It tells us that we need to, amen, arm ourselves that we suffer, that we may bring others to the Lord. So you're saying, why are we suffering and what are we suffering from? Why are you suffering? Because people. They're going to do things, business. Hmm, what was that? For instance, uh, if you're suffering and you're suffering for the sake of righteousness, then we uh, uh, we're suffering because of him. Uh, if it's righteousness of the Father, then it's all right. It's all right. Uh, so many times, give me a second. I'm I'm going to get 
get in here in just a moment. If we're suffering for righteousness' sake, then the Bible said you do well. But if you're suffering because uh, being a busybody, an evildoer, then, you know, you're still going to go through some things. But he says here that in in, in, uh, 1 Peter 4, excuse me, you're trying to wake up. 1 Peter 4 and 12, it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy if you are reproached for the name of Christ. Blessed are blessed bless are you for the spirit of glory and the and of God rests upon you on their part. He is blessed. But on your part, he is glorified. For now you suffer as a murderer, thief, an evildoer, or a busybody in other people's matter. Yet if anyone suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in the matter. So he's saying here that if we're suffering because of him, hallelujah, then there's no need to be ashamed of your suffering. You don't need to be ashamed of going through for the sake of the gospel. But if you're going through today, hallelujah, because you've been a busybody, you've been putting your mouth on people, you've been saying and, and doing all manner of things, then you're just suffering, amen, as a suffering that you're going to suffer because the words say that if you are busybody, if you suffer, amen, because of worldly matters, it should be then you are blasphemy. So we know that the Lord wants to use us. And how are you going to use you? He's going to use you to win souls for him. So he's going to teach us how not to be angry and how not to be upset. Amen. When they reproach us and say all manner of things about us. Hallelujah. So we're going to go right on into uh, the fifth verse of First Peter. First Peter 5. The elder who are among you, I exhort, that who am a fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willing, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted but being example to the flock. Now that says it all right there. It tells us, amen, what what the position of a pastor is. Hallelujah. The Bible said that the shepherd, amen, here in the second verse, that the shepherd of God among us, amen, should serve as an overseer. 
not someone that's beating you over the head telling you, you better, I better see you here at church. He said we should be an example, and through the life that we're living, hallelujah, that life would lead the flock not be made to do this. You can't go to, you let me know. No, you can't go to family friends day at your mother's church. You need to be here. That's not the way the Most High uh, intended for the shepherd, amen, to shepherd over the flock. But he said he wanted the shepherd to be an overseer, amen, someone that, amen, could see trouble, someone that could speak into the life of these people, hallelujah, that's going through whatever they're going through, amen, uh, just a member, uh, a flock, a part of the ministry, and that we being shepherds, we would be overseers watching, amen, watching for all things. So he says here that we need to be an example, amen, to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Hallelujah. Amen. When the chief shepherd, amen, when the great king, amen, when the Lord himself appears, hallelujah, we're going to get a crown. So, my friend, this morning, I want you to know that no matter, amen, what you're going through today, he tells us all through the word of God that we're going to go through. It's not like this thing just snuck up on you and all of a sudden, man, you started going through something and you don't know which way it comes from, the reason why. No, it's not like that. It's not like that this morning. It's not like that. You know, you are suffering for righteousness' sake. Uh, you're suffering because you've been a busybody. We need to arm ourselves this morning that we suffer the just for the unjust, that he may bring them to God. I don't have a problem with suffering this morning. But if I'm suffering because of stupid stuff, I'm not going to suffer. I'm not going to suffer in foolishness and stupidity. But if it's, amen, someone saying things like a lot of a lot, a lot of them do say things about me, but it's no skin off my back because I'm doing his good and perfect will. The Bible said a man that, amen, uh, 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 stands in righteousness, he have very few friends. And I found this scripture to be very, very true this morning, so I want you to know, amen, you can't make the world love you. You can't make your loved ones love you. You can't make Christians receive you, amen. You just keep doing what the master said. The master said that when the chief shepherd appears, you're going to receive the crown of glory. He said, and this crown that he's going to bring with him for you, it's not going to fade away. So I want you to know this morning, hallelujah, if you just keep on doing what the Word says, amen, you're standing in righteousness this morning. And if you're standing in righteousness, hallelujah, can't no one take your crown from you. Can't no one come in, hallelujah, and do anything 
you may feel the pains and you may, amen, uh, know that you're being mistreated. But he said that don't be a busybody and do not suffer because of foolish trials and tribulation. But if you're suffering, amen, as a Christian and not as a busybody, then he has a crown for you, my friend. Amen. We praise him this morning because he's worthy. Amen. We're here this morning live. Uh, talk shoot 724-444-7444. And your access code is 111-253-POUND. And then it asks for another ID, which will be one pound again. Hallelujah. And then we're here also on our conference line, which is 319-527-9020, access code 1134-19, Family First Production. We'll be glad to have you call in this morning if you could. Uh, Our conference line uh, is nationwide. Uh, we in we we have access for you in 57 countries. So whatever country you're in, you try calling in. Uh, come here and see if you can send me uh, 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 a chat. However, get in on the program. Get your prayer request. Amen. Get your praise report. Amen. Let us know. Amen. What the Word of God is doing for you. And of course, you can uh, send me an email. You can send me an email at kingdomwork007 at gmail.com. We'll be glad to hear from you. Amen. So the word of God this morning is saying that uh, likewise in the fifth chapter, First uh, Peter 5, 5, likewise you younger people submit yourself to your elders. See, the word here that's penned in the book is it, it's righteous. It, it's here to help us to grow up to learn the things that we need to learn so that we can be the peoples of God that he desired that for us to be and the one that he's calling on. He's calling on us this morning. Hallelujah. He's calling on us this morning to come up to par. We can't be lazy, amen, jelly Christians, you know, crying and whippering out and saying that nobody cares for me and everybody is doing not everyone is doing anything because not everyone is alike. Hallelujah. Amen. We're all different in many, many forms. So he says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elder. Yes, all of you be submissive. Excuse me. Please forgive me. Be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. Amen. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he care for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. The Bible says you can resist him. Hallelujah. He's not running nothing. Resist him steadfast in the faith, 
Hallelujah. We got to have faith this morning, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood and the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered, see them, you know, we don't we don't want to come down to this here word right here this morning, you know. After we have suffered a while, he said, not before your suffering, he said, but after you have suffered a while, perfect, established, strengthen, and settle you to him be glory, hallelujah, and dominion forever and ever, hallelujah. He said, after we have suffered a while, hallelujah, he said he's going to bring forth the crown. He's going to bring the crown. And that crown, the Bible says, it will not fade away. Hallelujah. He said it's impossible for this crown to fade. Amen. If you're suffering this morning, hallelujah, the word of God said it's good. Suffering, amen, it brings us into a state with him that we're learning. You got to learn that in the midst of your suffering, it's all right. Because the Bible said that he once suffered the just for the unjust, that he may bring us to God. So, my dear, don't worry about your haters. Don't worry about the one that's speaking all manner of evil against you. Don't worry about it. All you need to do is make sure that you're calling, hallelujah, make sure that your calling this morning is an election sure. And if your calling is an election sure this morning, then you don't have no problem. You don't have no problem, amen. But if your calling, amen, is for a foolish day, you know, if you say, well, God called me, to be a doorkeeper, and you over here being a busybody, then, you know, you need to check to see exactly what is my calling and what position am I in today? Am I doing what the Lord has called me to do? Am I doing what I choose to do? Amen. It's time that we would get a hold of the word this morning and begin to live according to God's standard. That is a standard that the Lord has already set forth for every man, woman, boy, and girl. But if we're not living, if we're not living up to God's standard, then whose standard are you living up to? You know, we need to get it straight once and for all. If we're going to work for the kingdom, if we're going to work for the kingdom, amen, we can't be found being a busybody, being carried away with every wind of doctrine, but we're going to have to, amen, sell that God has called me it is what it is, and I'm going to have to do what he called me to do. You can't be sitting around saying, I don't know what my calling is. All I know is that I'm supposed to be working for the king. Well, if you're supposed to be working for the king, my friend, then you need to make far proof of your calling this morning. You need to know what were you called for and what are you called to do today. He has a calling on our life this morning. Amen. And he wants us to walk within that calling. The Bible says 
that we should be redeeming these times for these days of evil. And if the word of God said that the days are evil this morning, amen, we need to take him at his word this morning. You can't hardly turn on the television set, hallelujah, without an encounter of murder and death and all of these things. Wow, what's really the problem here? The problem is, the problem is, is that we have not obeyed. If we have not obeyed the truth, we haven't obeyed the word of God, then we're walking in rebellion this morning. I want you to know, my friends, my brothers and sisters, that if we are in rebellion this morning, we need to pray. We need to repent. Second Chronicles 7.14, it makes it quite plain when it says, if my people that are called by my name, if they would humble themselves, seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways, they would pray, seek my faith, turn from their wicked ways, then will we hear from heaven. And the Father said that he would heal the land. Healing can only come from him this morning. It can only come from the Lord. So no matter what you're going through today, no matter what they said about you, we know what the Lord said this morning. The Lord said that if we suffer, if we suffer with him, we're going to be able to reign. I would rather be suffering this morning knowing that the Lord hand is in the midst of my suffering. I'd rather be suffering this morning to try and win someone to the Lord rather than be suffering now, amen, because of something I've done or said. You know, it's not wise to put your mouth on anyone. You know, it's not up to us to to to, to, to say uh, things about someone else. You know, you need to think. You need to think about it. What would you want to be said about you? How would you want your name to go down in the book? You know, we need to think about it. We need to think about that. If, you, if you're saying all manner of things and it's not godly, then you need to repent this morning. You have no right to put your mouth on anyone. We don't have the right this morning. We don't have the right to say anything about anyone. Only thing we can do is pray for them. And if we would pray for them, Bible says, if we would pray for them, you know, we need to pray uh, for the peoples of God going through, amen. Peoples are going through everywhere, and they have the slightest idea, amen. They don't really know that the Father, the Father, he has you. He has you in his hand. He has you in his hands this morning. And I want you to know that if it was not for the love of the Father, hallelujah, you wouldn't be able to stand. But because, because of his love that he poured out upon us, hallelujah, I'm grateful this morning. I'm so grateful this morning for the love of the Father. Hallelujah. He not only, amen, proved his love to us, but he became an example of real love. And we need to be guilty 
of loving like the Father this morning. Hallelujah. He wants us to know that he's standing there. The Father is standing there right now with his arms stretched open wide, saying, Come, come, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to give us rest this morning. Hallelujah. Sometimes you'll be worn out, amen, doing all the will and the work for the Father. But, you know, we can't save people. Hallelujah. It's up to the Father to save them. Only thing you can do is be a living example. The only thing you can do is give them the word. If they don't abide in the word of truth, hallelujah, then it's up to them. It's up to God. But I want you to know that he's an on-time God. He's an on-time God, and he's able this morning to keep you, and he wants to keep you this morning. But we need to make up our mind this morning whether or not we're going to be a part of God's program or whether or not we're going to just be doing what we choose to do. You can't do you and him too. You know, your father is jealous. He wants all of you. He wants all of you or none of you. So we might as well know that we can't live any any kind of way. We can't live our life. He said, you can't live your life living on any kind of way. That's why he said, come unto me, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light. My yoke is easy. He said, learn of me, for I am lowly, meek. He said, within him, we can find rest. So. I know that God is able this morning. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness this morning that he's able and that he loves us. Amen. He, he He proved his love for us. Amen. When he hung out on Calvary, when he died for the sin of the whole world, I want you to know this morning, amen, you don't have to suffer at the will of the enemy. Amen. Yes, suffering is the way. Suffering is the way. Hallelujah. But we know that he's able this morning. Amen. We're going to.
describes no meaning whatsoever. I'm tired of hearing about people in the church who say they want their unsaved loved ones saved. I'm tired of hearing people say I'm concerned about my troubled marriage. We just talk. Better. I don't want to hear any more talk about how immoral America has become, how godless our society, how corrupt our business. I'm tired of hearing about Islam taking control and Christians losing power. Now dead the church has become because that too is rhetoric, meaningless. Away with all of our how-to conferences because they accomplish nothing. It's how to cope, how to build a bigger church, how to reach the lost, how to improve your physical skills, and how to impact the world in this computer time. And I look at the whole religious scene today, and all I see are the inventions and ministries of man and flesh. It's mostly powerless. It has no impact on the world. And I see more of the world coming into the church and impacting the church rather than the church impacting the world. I see the music taking over the house of God. I see entertainment taking over the house of God. The obsession with entertainment in God's house a hatred of correction and a hatred of reproof. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Tell me now, how many churches have you visited recently? How many churches do you know where when you walk in, the Holy Ghost is so strong that every one of your sins are dry up before your face in the loving grace of God? When is the last time you've been to church where you've seen young people under such conviction because the people of God have been on their face and there's such a concern and there's such an agony that young people are falling on their faces and calling on God because a spirit of conviction is called down from heaven upon them? How many churches have you been lately where you... Here a word comes forth, the soul burns in your soul. You know it comes from heaven. You know it comes from the heart of God. And I hope you hear it here. Whatever happened to anguish in the house of God? Whatever happened to anguish in the ministry? It's a word you don't hear in this tempered age. You don't hear it. Anguish means extreme pain and distress. The emotion's so stirred that it becomes painful. Acute, deeply felt inner pain because of the conditions about you, in you or around you. Anguish, deep pain, and sorrow. Agony of God's heart. We've held on to our religious rhetoric and our revival talk, 
but we have become so passive, our so-called awakenings, our stirrings last but a short time, and when the last one day, short-lived revivings and awakenings come from the hand of God, they are so short-lived, and in those times we promise God we'll never return to our passivity, but it's not long, it's just weeks or months, and we're back, and this time we slip further back into passivity than when we started. I speak from experience. And we say, this time, oh God, you've touched me for life. I'll never be the same. And it's like fireworks. A loud bang and a lot of noise until it dies. All true passion is born out of anguish. All true passion for Christ comes out of a baptism of anguish. You search the scripture, you find that when God determined to recover a ruined situation, he would seek out a praying man, and he'd take him down into the waters in anguish. He would share his own anguish for what God saw happening to his church and to his people and he would find a praying man, and he would take that man and literally baptize him in anguish. You find it in the book of Nehemiah. Jerusalem is in ruins. This is the center of God's interest on earth at the time. This holy city, and it's wasted, and it's full of iniquity, mixed marriages with the heathen. They were enslaving their own people, making slaves out of the poor. The house of God was polluted with filth. The high priest was in league with Tobiah, a heathen reprobate. And how is God going to deal with this? How is God going to restore the ruin? How does he do it? What does he do? You see, we face a similar situation, except ours is many times worse. The time when men, according to the prophecy of Jesus, wax worse and worse, and that is happening. The church that's defiled with pedophilia, child molestation, incest, adultery, a nation. In the moral landslide, it's inundated with pornographic filth that the whole world blushes at. And now out of Cannes Film Festival, according to the New York Times, there's a new movie about to hit the shores of the United States with 13, 14-year-old kids having unspeakable kinds of sex with adults. And they say that the Cannes Film Festival is the Boston Festival that we have not only pushed the envelope, we've gone over the edge. And America's now right for it. The royal, the ruin and moral chaos disrupting the house of God also. How else do you explain 
that multiplied numbers of Christians go home and watch HBO, a program I've never seen that on their television, but I read about it in the newspaper today in the New York Times called The Sopranos. This is a mafia bunch that kill and murder and rape. Raccoons and sex. Cheating, mafia. And we have millions of Christians now in the United States getting together and talking about the next show, and they're addicted to it. Addicted. Some of you are hearing me now. That's your favorite show. No laughing. This is life and death. Did you come here tonight? Did you raise your hands and sing and shout and have a good time? And you know you've been watching this film. Now, I believe in the love of God. I've preached mercy, grace, and love, covenant love. I believe in preaching. what happened to my preacher here. Oh, I see what happened to it. The internet decided it wanted to slash it. Ain't that something? It, it, the message is going just good this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning. God bless you. Amen. We are enjoying Dave Wilkerson. And he is my mentor. And this man is deceased. And his word is still living strong, still opening eyes in prison. We need a minister that will minister truth. But nowadays, you know, the message has been watered down. Uh, we don't want to give the people the the, the 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 whole word. You, you, you need to be guilty this morning of giving the truth. If you don't have no one now, if it's only you alone, you give that truth. Because the Lord is going to hold us responsible. So he's going to hold us responsible for not giving the word. You know, if he meant it, if he spoke it, amen, then it's up to us to believe it and to act upon what we believe and to do what he called us to do. And God is calling us to something far more bigger than what we can imagine. You know, we were talking out of the book of First, First Peter 4, and it said the end of all things. The end of all things, we're at it right now. When you hear of all these wars and, 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 and all of these different things that are happening in the earth today, you better bet your bottom dollar that we are living in the last days. So what do we do, preacher, with these last days? Well, we strive to get right, get right with God. 
Well, how are we going to get right with God? Well, Second Chronicles 7.14, it tells us how we can get right with him. And he wants us to come to him, come to the throne of grace, where we can have this mercy this morning. You know, I'm glad that I know and I have the assurance that I know that he loved me in spite of all of my differences, in spite of all the things that I think. Forget about what I'm thinking. We need to get rid of that stinking thinking sometimes. Sometimes our stinking thinking can get us in a lot of trouble. God ain't said it, but we see it. We start speaking for God and saying what I, I, well, I, I, I know that God is, amen. I know that God is too, but what you don't know, you don't know that he got your back. We can't run out on God. So many times we get upset, we quit the church, and when we quit the church, we quit serving God. I'm not going to that church no more. But at the same time, we don't go nowhere. So what good did it do you to leave the church? It didn't do you any good at all. And so my word this morning, hallelujah, is uh, uh, we're going to learn. We're going to learn how to serve him. It's all about serving anyhow. We're going to serve something. We're going to serve either our flesh or we're either going to serve God. And I want to be guilty this morning of serving him because if I can serve the Lord with gladness, if I can serve him uh, the way that he uh, said that I should serve him, then I have no doubt this morning. You know, no matter what you're going through, you're going to be faced upside down with all type of difficulties. But that's what he thought. He's here this morning to take away your sorrow, to take away your pain so you can gain. You know, we have a reward. Amen. The writer was saying over in First Peter, the fifth chapter, that we're going to receive a crown, a crown that cannot fade away. It will not fade away. Hallelujah. The only way to get this crown is that we're going to have to be worried that we can't be busybodies. We can't be shepherding over the flock, amen, with a rod of iron. You come here. You can't go to family and friends at your sister's church. You belong to this church. I'm your pastor. That's not, that's not being a steward over God's inheritance. That's not doing the thing the way God planned it to be. We need to learn to treat people the way we want to be treated. However you want to be treated, then you need to treat others the same way. If you can't treat people the way you wish to be treated, what makes you think that you're supposed to get any special treatments from him? We need to grow up and grow out of our baby selfish ways. You know, the truth of the matter is the truth. If I myself must sit here and become what he wants me to be, then you also must become what he wants for you to be. This is not about a selfish ambition. This is not about me getting everything. This is about me knowing my position here in him this morning. And he has a place for us. You know, he said that he's going to give us his crown. He said his crown cannot fade away. And if that crown cannot fade away, amen, I sure want to be part of a non-perishing crown. But he said, in the midst of obtaining this ground, you're going to suffer. And he keeps telling us to arm ourselves. What type of armor do you have on this morning? Amen. Ephesians 6 uh, and 10, it gives us an example of the armor that we're supposed to be wearing this morning. 
You know, he tells us about our breastplate of righteousness. He tells us about our feet being shown with the preparation of peace. You got to keep peace. It says in First Peter 4, it says, if any of us suffer, you understand me, as a evildoer, a busybody, then you just go on with your suffering because I'm not in it. But he said, if you suffer for my sake, meaning trying and a, a, a be an example to someone of who he is, he said, well, then, well, do you? You know, there's a lot of suffering going on in the world today. But he said that if we suffer, you know, and he also told us that we need to arm ourselves, prepare yourself for suffering. You know, you would think that now that I've accepted the Lord and I've came to be a believer and I believe in him and I know that he's got my back, you know, everything's going to work out. Let's see if the preacher back. Let's see if we get the preacher back on track this morning. I believe Dave Wilkinson. Uh, he have a good word. He have a powerful word, and I uh, I love his teaching, his preaching. He has certainly been a blessing to me, in more ways than one, through uh, his teaching and his preaching. I've been in love with it for thirty years. People from India and China have been in love with it for thousands. Not at all surprising. Turmeric is almost unlimited in how it can uplift our health. One critical point is missing, though, from the story. Unlike all products I researched, which are either isolates or unequal ratios. In preaching the goodness and long-suffering of Christ, the multitudes today are being saturated with your okay messages. We've got people now that are turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. They become like the children of Israel who said the right words. But here's what God said. I've heard the words of these people. They have well said all that they've spoken. All that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. He said, oh, you have the right words. You sing the right song, but your heart is not right. Nehemiah, verses 1 through 3, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, it came to pass the month of Chislu. In the 20th year, I was in Shushan, the palace. That Hanan and I, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that escaped, which were left of the captivity concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, the gates thereof are burned with fire. It came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Here was the word. Here here, here was a delegation from the ruined city of Jerusalem coming to Nehemiah. They said Jerusalem is broken down. 
walls are down. There's ruin, nothing but ruin. Now, because I'm sure were godly men, these were good men, but they, they had no concept of how God was going to deal with the situation, how he was going to bring about a recovery. They had no concept of what God was going to do. And look, all they could see was ruin and brokenness and despair and hopelessness. Verse 4, when I heard the words, I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. You see, God found a praying man and he takes him down into the waters of baptism of anguish. This man goes down into anguish. And in verse 6, I pray before thee now, day and night, confessing the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father have sinned. The folks looking at me, Nehemiah was not a preacher. He was a prayer man. He was a king's cupbearer. He was in comfort. He was in royalty. He yet made, so to speak. This was a praying man. God found a man who would not just have a snaps of emotion, not just some great, some perfect concern that they died. He said, no, I broke down, and I wept, and I mourned, and I fasted. And then I began to pray night and day. When I heard, I wept. Why didn't his brother, the lady, why didn't these other men, who apparently were godly men, because later the name was given to rule the city, why didn't they have an answer? Why didn't God use them in restoration? Why didn't they have a word? Because there was no sign of anguish. No weeping. Not a word of prayer. It's all ruined. So look at see. Does it matter to you today? Does it matter to you at all that God's spiritual Jerusalem, the church, is now married to the world? There's such a coldness sweeping the land. So many people I know that were my friends and I see them go one by one, the husbands and wives into such passivity. Going to churches where they can find smooth messages, no longer wanting to hear anything of rap or correction. Some of my closest friends, I see them falling by the wayside. And he's and his cries is in the to you. Closer than that, does it matter about the Jerusalem that's in our own hearts? The sign of ruin that's slowly draining spiritual power and passion. Blind to lukewarmness, blind to the minister that's peeping in. You see, 
spiritual blindness comes first, you recognize it. It's the last recognized thing that happens to a child of God. If I, as a pastor, knew you personally, and I was watching your life, and it's one of the Baptist church, I come to you and say,
Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. It appears that our, our message this morning by Dave Wilkerson is not willing to, to do right. But nevertheless, Father, we thank you this morning. All that's been done and said, we thank you because you, Jehovah Jireh, you're our great provider this morning. Excuse me. And, Father, we say thank you. We thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your miracles. We thank you for your word this morning. Our Father, we leave from this line, never leave from your presence. We ask to watch over your people this morning. We want to protect from all hurt, harm, and danger. And, Father, Lord, we know that you're able this morning to do exceedingly and abundant of all we can ask things, say, or do. Because you the Elohim God, we praise you this morning. We trust you with our life, and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Your gracious Father, your merciful Father, your good Father. And we give you the glory now, and the most high, Selah. Hallelujah. I'm going to try and uh, bring this message back. This is so good. I'm listening to it. Hallelujah. Yes, the, the message is so good. Dave Wilkerson teaches. Amen. Uh, we'll pick it up tomorrow. We, 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 we'll pick it up tomorrow. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, each and every one continue in prayer. Be faithful. Giving yourself to much prayer. Trusting and believing in him. And he's able this morning to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can think, ask, say, or do. So let us continue in faith and in prayer. Selah. Have a blessed and marvelous morning. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.